Hey, you're listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast on Cold Tea Collective, where we share stories for, by, and about Asian millennials. My name's Natasha Jung, and I'm your host. In this episode, we sit down with Chen Tang, an actor in Disney's Mulan and Cinemax's Warrior, premiering on October 2nd. We talk with Chen about the differences in filming Mulan versus Warrior. Then we take a deeper dive into the world of Warrior and his character as it's introduced in season two. We also talk about how some of the themes of the show, including racism, are taking shape today and the significance he hopes Warrior can play in American storytelling with it being released in late 2020. You can also check out this story and more for by and about Asian millennials on our website at coldteacollective.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, newsletter, and follow us on social media at Cold Tea Collective for more pearls of wisdom. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast on Cold Tea Collective. I'm Natasha Jung and today our special guest in this episode is Chen Tang. Chen can currently be seen as Yao in Disney's Mulan as well as the newcomer to season two of Warrior on Cinemax premiering October 2nd. Chen, how are you? Where are you? Love the background. Background. I'm good. You know, I'm glad we got this background because um, I'm actually sitting in my car. So, <laughs> like, I'm here okay, in LA. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, it's, it's been a little weird just like running around outside, and you know, obviously we have the masks on and everything, but it almost feels like uh, hopefully this city is coming back to life a little bit. Um, we're still, you know, going through that. So, but yeah, yeah I'm here in my car. So. Well, I appreciate that. And the, you know, the lighting is great, better than my kind of setup right now. I've got like my bed in the background. So, um, you know, as such is life, you know. Uh, yeah, yes, off lighting. That's right. Uh, well, it's so nice to chat with you. I mean, I, you know, just to, to back it up a little bit here, you first met in, um, in LA um, February 2019, and you had just come back from South Africa, right? Filming Warrior. Did you, do you remember I had that? just back from. I believe I had just come back from New Zealand shooting Mulan, and I was about oh. to go to Warrior. Yeah, oh, my yeah. bad. I got my timelines mixed up. Wow. Okay, so you just finished shooting Mulan, and um, okay, and then and then you're about to go for Warrior. Wow. Two, talk about two major projects, one after another, hey? Oh, gosh. Like, it's... I, I'm very grateful for it. I mean, I never thought that you know, it was a whirlwind for the last two years. Um, yeah. Literally, like, you dream about this as an actor. And um, I, I was very, very fortunate and uh, just had some wonderful, wonderful experiences. So, so yeah, very, very grateful. I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, you know, of course, Mulan is out already and Warriors coming out very soon. Two very different uh, films and, and TV series and such. Um, but for you, kind of filming in different places and such, too, we'd love to hear kind of... Um, you know, just a, a brief overview. What was your experience in filming Mulan compared to Warrior? They couldn't be two different, more different boats, you know. Um, <laughs> here you have, like, the big, like, like steamliner of, like, Disney, you know, blockbuster. And then we got to go to sort of, like, a sleek, like, little yacht of um, with, with HBO and Cinemax. You know, and, and, and it, it really felt, first off, I loved both, like, so so much in in both processes but they were so so different and what i mean by that is i think when you're working on something like um a huge studio feature and uh, there there is almost 
we actually had a quite a bit of um disney gave us quite a bit of leeway uh, as far as like studio features go for for mulan they really really supported it they really loved the project and so we got a lot more leeway but still you know when you're dealing with that size of scale everything is like planned and you know like done it is is prepared almost to an inch of its life and there's nothing wrong with that you know but with warrior we were like sort of this I, I, I like to joke, we're like this small but mighty show. I mean, really, we punch above our weight, you know, no pun intended. But it's, <laughs> yeah, like, because we shot, um, we shot overseas, we shot in South Africa. And, um, you know, your your dollar really goes kind of far with over there. So we were able to do a lot of creative stuff. And sometimes when you have sort of that limitation, your creative creativity just explodes and they encouraged it working with hbo was such a dream they encouraged working with our producers they encouraged us to be like whatever ideas you have we'll meet you halfway please wow. <laughs> so it. it's literally you know almost the opposite sort of feeling where it's like we have to be scrappy to to, to kind of put our things together mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of fun for an artist it's a lot of fun Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. It's always really interesting just to hear about those different um, experiences, not just project to project, but, you know, like studio to studio as well. Um, so for, for those that have not yet seen Warrior, I, I'm going to give a bit of a background. I know, shame on you. Um, hopefully you get a chance to watch because season two is coming out. I got to say, I, I did watch it uh, last year, I, I believe when, when Warrior uh, season one was out. It, it really bothered me because it was a weekly show and I was like, I can't wait till the next episode. Oh, old school. No, I know old school. Like, what is this? No one demand watching. It's crazy. You know, that being said, like, um, it's definitely one of those shows that, you know, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. And so I'll, I'll give the description now for, for those who haven't seen it. And hopefully I can entice people to watch it themselves. Um, so Warrior is based on the writings of Bruce Lee. And it's produced by his daughter, Shannon Lee, as well as Justin Lin, and a whole bunch of other whole really bunch talented, other amazing people amazing that bring the show together. Warrior is a series about the Tong Wars in late 1800s America. And follows the dynamics of a divided Chinatown in San Francisco, where too also comes threats from San Francisco police, the Irish, and well, you know, racism um, and unemployment that is really quite rampant at that time. In your own words, how would you describe your character, Hong? Mm, I have to like add to your little, I have an elevator pitch oh. for Warrior. Oh, please do, please do. Show. I mean, I think it's really underrated. And um, <laughs> basically, just call it uh, Peaky Blinders with Kung Fu. <laughs> like, you know, blinders. that's very accurate. How do you distill that? Um, there, there's so many themes, and we'll get to that uh, in a little yeah. bit. But certainly, it's um, it's definitely I gotta say one of my favorite series of the last like probably oh, decade. Okay. Yeah, honestly, it's, I'm not even just saying that just because we're right in front of you're right in front of me right now. I hate that show, <laughs> you know. But um, <laughs> I, I appreciate it, you know. And 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 I'm really really honest with you know the the projects I work on. If if something's not like a good show, I ain't gonna be like. You know, it's the greatest show. You know, I'd be like, you know, it's not the greatest show. But like with Warrior, I mean, we are, you could, I could not be prouder to be a part of this ship, this show. Like it's extremely underrated. Um, We have a lot of like pretty diehard fans so far. Um, And they were strong, small but mighty. And I really think that um, as viewership gets, you know, increased, like I really think like people, people discover sort of a gem. And, uh, you know, to answer your original question, um, my elevator pitch for my character, I am a 
happy-go-lucky, nice, very sweet, not quite there in the head guy who happens to be a vicious mass murderer. So there you go. That's, I couldn't have said it better myself, to be honest with you. I was so pleased to see you, um, you know, join the cast. You know, of course, uh, you, you joined in, in episode three of season two, correct? And um, by that time, you know, a lot of a lot has happened. Season one and even in the first few episodes of season two, you know, we're, we'll, we might get into a few spoilers, but we'll try not to spoil everything for everyone here that, that's going to be listening or watching this. But, um, you know, just the introduction of your character, I have to describe as a, truly like a breath of fresh air. You bring like some levity to to the story. You bring some comedy to the story. You bring, you know, bright-eyed bewilderedness uh, in your eyes, like, literally. Um, and I think that actually speaks a lot to who you are as a person, like for my limited interaction with you, of course. And I feel like a lot of Chen was brought into your character. I feel like with with every, you know, this is my opinion for all of acting in general, it's always going to be you, you know, even if it's completely different than you. I don't like that word of being like, oh, just be yourself because we're infinite. Yourself where, when, like how, like, you know, and what situation and circumstance. So mm. like, it's always going to be a part. And it's always, you know, acting for me is always about like seeing like what, what parts can I shave up and, you know, dial up and turn down and um, to, to, to make it my own. And so, so that, but that, that bright eyed thing is um, that, that, that's definitely like sometimes my vibration in, in general, cause I'm kind of a happy dude and positive, try to try to be positive kind of guy. But I, I try to bring that a lot of that too, but a lot of it also came out like because we were shooting in Cape Town. And I thought, how perfect, how perfect for this guy in this story. This is a guy who comes to a new country, basically like an alien world. And everything, every sight, every smell, every language, everything is new. And I was like, so you're telling me that I'm going to Cape Town, South Africa, where I've never been, and everything is new. Let me just explore this and bring that in every day. And that, that's what I did. Oh, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's just about taking those real life experiences and how can you apply that in the role that you're playing and how can you bring, you know, your your, your history and your knowledge and experience uh, to that role. Absolutely, um, you know, love the way you described it. So I'm curious to know then, as an actor, what was it like for you coming into a show as the new guy in the cast? It was a challenge. You know, it was it was, it was fun because the, our cast, our company is so welcoming. I mean, it's just actors, actors all around. Great work. But of course, like, you know, for everything, it's always, a, it's always a challenge just because, you know, you're trying to like slide in. If you don't handle it super carefully, like it could be, you could stick out like a sore thumb. And um, it, was, it was a challenge at first just because I'm over here like, oh, wow, okay. So I got to, I got to know this first season, but they all have this like already built in chemistry. And so I'm over here thinking, well, how, how can I enter this? But the, the good thing is, you know, with the way I work, I try to just allow and accept everything. So I felt like, well, it's kind of a good thing, if you think about it, that you're not super integrated yet with these people. Because Hong isn't. He has no idea where, like, everything is new. So just use it. Use it. And interestingly, when I used it, it integrates very nicely. I see so, the parallels. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so um, they, they, we had a lot of help and a lot of, um, a lot of support from our team 
to, to, to sort of like help us go through. But it was definitely a new thing for me. Definitely a new thing, including, you know, mm-hmm. you're living in a new country, you're living in, you know, in, you're working in a new, new company in a way. So, oh, yeah. And, um, you know, before, before, let's just say, you know, walking onto set or doing your first uh, table read and such, like, how, like, what were some of the expectations or kind of, you know, thoughts you had about the people that you might be working with and how maybe were some of those um, thoughts or expectations either, you know, flipped around or like confirmed, you know, we'd just love to hear more about your fellow cast members and what it was like working with them. Mm, I can't say better things about my cast. Like my my (laughs) cast is incredible. Like some of the, literally some of the most talented actors I've ever met and and some people that I'm like oh wow like I know your work I've seen your work I'm, these are you know it was a very international cast and um what it really really felt like was the best way I can describe it is it felt so collaborative and creative I haven't felt that since I was the days of doing theater because it felt so I mean, literally every lunch break was like, sometimes we were just like, you know, besides just joking around and hanging out, but like sometimes we're like, okay, you know, that part in this scene, like, you know, that moment, I think maybe let's talk about this for a second. Let's, let's see how we can like, it's all about the work. And, and, and you can see the joy on my face talking about it. Like, oh my God. Like, or like, I remember whom me one day was like, he'll be okay with me telling the story. I hope. Like he was, <laughs> I talked to them. I was like, do you see this trench coat? No, I can't have it like this. Like, you know, how can I have my, my, like, how is this make sense for my character's life? Like, how can I like access the things that I need hidden? We got to change it from a double breasted. I think it was like a double breasted trench coat to like a single breast. I don't know. Like, but it was like little details like that. And I was yes. Like, oh, it's like, this is the work. This is, this is the real, that's that real shit right there. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, so absolutely. It was a joy to be in. And the set design, um, especially for a period, you know, t- you know, base show, costume design, makeup, hair—it was just, it was incredible just to see it all come together. You know, to really fully support the story. Um, that's just a testament to the professionals that are working on the team there. What do you think makes Warrior different than any other, you know, kung fu show or period show um, where maybe there's an Asian Asian store, Asian history to it? One of the things that I think we do quite, well, two things. Number one is um, we're really, really clear about who we are. You know, we, we never were like, we're not a historically accurate, particularly. Um, it's, it's, it's more like a pulpy fantasized version of it. And, and we wanted it to be entertaining, almost like a graphic novel. That's, that's number one. Um, but of also like really honor that story of like, you know, these are, these are real human being stories. You know, this stuff actually happened. In, in some in many ways that that the, the riots the riots the massacres they actually happen these are people's experiences but one of the things that besides really having a clear voice of who we are and a very specific voice by the way <laughs> one of the things i really think warrior does particularly well is they really give a whole complete picture. It's not an Asian story. It, it's just not. Um, it, it has a big part of it because Asian people are a big part of that time period and it's Chinatown. However, we don't, we don't, you know, they're, what about the Irish? You know, like they, they really, like everybody, you know, what about the Irish? What about the politicians, their side of things? What about the different tongs? About like just the everyday Joe Schmo, you know, like, these are parts of the story where I think 
you know, Jonathan Tropper said it best. He was like, nobody's the bad guy and nobody's the good guy. Everybody's just the guy, <laughs> you know, and it gives such a complete picture about because that really is what you're going for with um, race relations. You know, it's it's like just to basically put it there. Everybody has their own track. And a lot of people make some pretty good points about how they where they're coming from and why they do things that they do. You know, just the sheer scale of it from a human perspective that's what i really think that we had done pretty well to just give a good humanistic view of all things you know no really well said there chen um that's what i really loved about it as well i mean like even though you have some characters you know doing some really horrible bad things you still understand why they do it. You may not agree with them, but you understand where they're coming from. But it's mm-hmm. not done in a way, and this, of course, comes down all to like writing, right? It's not done in a way where you're fully explaining, oh, this is why, this is the history. But it's, you know, that's that journey you go through with each and every character. Honestly, almost every character that has speaking lines, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. yeah, the character development in the show is really quite incredible. How would you describe the character development of your character throughout the, the second season? <laughs> You know, um, for me, it's it's truly like it's sort of almost like a like a puppy coming out into a new alien world. And and the interesting thing is, um, you know, we weren't we're not given a lot of backstory about Hong. Um, so I had to fill a lot a lot of that in, and I had a lot of my own inner secrets about like you know, as I navigated the the, the season. I would say um, I come from you know Qing dynasty china and you know i am still like i'm a baby face assassin you know i work for the tong um and i'm from the old country and uh you know you i'm coming into this this place with sort of as you said like this bright-eyed view of everything everything's new everything's new and it's a chance to start over it's a chance to have everything fresh it's america man you know you learn along the way that you don't want to get tangled in in a lot of the things even even though you know, like like you, you finally have a fresh start and uh, you get to explore everything and you somehow get tangled along into the higher echelons of the Tong. You, you make friends and learn lessons along the way. Honestly, it's, it's, it's really, for me, as I was watching, you know, and I was shooting the later episodes, I was like, I feel like literally more weighted down because now you're stuck in the muck of Chinatown, San Francisco. <laughs> Rather mm-hmm. than just like out, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, that that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, as you develop relationships with the characters in the show as well, you start to see, you know, you still have that, you know, maybe maybe not so much like bright eyed, like puppy, like kind of attitude, but it's like you know, you're kind of like, hey, I'm here to help, enthusiastic, let me help how I can, support yeah. kind of thing. And you develop that brotherhood and that allegiance to your tongue or your family, if you will. And you start to kind of emerge as like an advisor, uh, uh, you know, kind of like. Unfortunately, um, we all, I mean, me, Tobin, Jason Tobin and uh, Andrew Koji were talking about this as we were shooting kind of Mm. the last episodes. And we were like saying, yo, we're like, (laughs) we have to kind of choose sides now and that's not okay. You know, like sort of like what side do you choose? It's like, how do you choose between your brothers in a way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, you're kind of alluding to like a big, a big kind of reveal that happens in the final episode. So we won't spoil that, but um, no, that that really is what it comes down to, right? Like where, where's your allegiance? And, you know, 
you know, you might have your your brothers or your your families or your tongs back for in certain mm-hmm. circumstances, but you know, later on when it really comes down to it, down to the wire, life or death, like whose side are you gonna be on, right? Very relevant that sounds nowadays, you know, in this day and it age, really does. Especially. It you know, it really does. So completely yeah. polarized. And, and, you know, kind of speaking to how that connects to what's happening in kind of real life and, and everyday situations right now, I just found that it was crazy that some of the themes of, you know, that were explored in 1800s, like America, just ties so, so crazy directly to what's happening in America today, particularly um, around the hate um, against the Chinese or Asian American population in general and the coronavirus. Uh, to me, that's really heartbreaking. And so, that kind of happening in the background in the real real world and kind of seeing what's happening um, you know in the show it was it was really rough for me to get through some of the scenes and I feel like Warrior didn't shy really, away from that either no and you want to know something it's crazy that it's releasing now that in this environment because when we were shooting it this was just like we were like mm, you know it wasn't intentional it just wasn't intentional we were like yes this happened but we were talking about when it happened and you know we were living in it as it happened back then but now that it's mm-hmm. like literally happening again, I'm like, it's it's so relevant. I mean, like sometimes I, I was when I was watching, you know, the the episode. Well, I guess I won't spoil it, but but some of the episodes towards the end, it's like this happened, man, like 150 something years ago. Things don't change because like we know we we if it's because we didn't talk about it enough. And, and, and it really meant extra because we were right now in this unfortunate day and age of this, this mm-hmm. polarized day and age. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it's funny. Like, I hope when viewers see it, they're not going to be like, wow, they just made it because this stuff is going on. I'm like, no, man, we shot this like a year and a half ago. Bef- before, like, yeah, before any of that happened. And um, how do you think um, or how do you want people to kind of react to that and apply that to their real lives? You know, I don't know if I can answer that question because everybody's got a different truth and a different way of dealing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I was so happy and proud to be part of this uh, show like this is because we actually talked about maybe, although I'll bet in a fantasized way, we do bring attention to a sort of sadly underrepresented part of history. And a, a, mm-hmm. a slice of history that people don't. I read maybe about a, co- a, a half a paragraph about this in, in history books. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like about the Chinese experience. Like, oh yeah, sure. Like they were just here for the railroads. Done. No man. Oh yeah, like, oh, exactly. No, there's. <laughs> what about everything else that's happening in the background, right? And uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, certainly. Um, not. I know Warrior is not really meant to be like an educational uh, type of series, but <laughs> definitely not meant to be educational. But um, no, I felt like I really um, started to understand kind of the struggles of immigrating to America uh, at that time. And, you know, even just trying to like develop some empathy for, you know, what's happening today as well, to, you know, even with like refugees that are coming from other parts of the world that really kind of, you know, shone a light to that. You know, you know, talking about immigration and, and moving to America and such, um, and or even just like living in different places, you know, that's a key theme of, theme of the show. But I would love to hear more about your family's immigration story. I know you've lived in a number of places throughout your life, and I think um, our audience would be curious to know about that. Well, I have a very international background. Um, you I do. am, 
Yeah, I was born in Japan, in Kobe, Japan. Um, but I am ethnically Chinese. My fam, my family is Chinese, and I and I was raised for much of my childhood in China. And so we're we're from Guangxi, which is like near the Vietnam border. <laughs> we're very, we're in the deep south of China. So we based immigrated when I was a child to the deep south of America, which is Memphis, Tennessee. And that's where I was sort of came of age and, you know, always went back and forth. But um, I, I, I definitely had a very like it was a very um, like a cocktail of different cultures and, and experiences. I mean, Memphis you could write, you could have a whole culture right there, you know, like, so I grew up with the Southern, <laughs> Africans, um, you know, I still have it, you know, like it's just, just turn it on and off, you know, but I grew up with a Southern accent, but you know, like literally, you know, the deep South kind of, that's, that was my culture and it still is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, but, but, but it was still sort of the immigrant experience, you know, I think all mm-hmm. immigrants have a similar thing in a thread of uh, similar experiences coming to a new place. And, uh, and and it gave me a lot, honestly, just being able to, I never quite felt like I ever had a home home. And in many ways, as much as I connect to the Asian American experience, there's many parts of me that's just like, you know, I, I am more Chinese oftentimes than I am American. As Bruce Lee says, there's a wonderful way he described it for himself. He called it being a mid-Pacific man. And that's that's the best way I can describe it. There you go. That's so interesting. Um, to, it's not like uncommon, I would say, to you know have like an international background. However, it's kind of, you know, how do you contextualize it in your life in terms of, you know, how you live your, you know, your life from day to day. And I think you touched upon that earlier too, about how we're so, every single person is multidimensional, right? And it's really about your lived experiences and, you know, your hopes and dreams and fears and and all that good stuff. For you, how did your kind of upbringing, you know, growing up internationally and then really, you know, kind of spending a lot of your formative years in Memphis, Tennessee, how did that kind of influence maybe um, your, your decision to pursue acting as well as kind of your approach to, or I guess your attitude towards your career? Number one, in a nutshell, I, I ha- I'm a big believer in the malleability of the human mind and spirit uh, and beingness. And what I mean by that is, like I said before, we, we are so multifaceted. We're actually infinite, you know. If I had plucked you out of your life and dropped you off in, say, South Africa, made you stay there for 10 years, <laughs> you would, believe it or not, you would change on a, like, like completely change from the inside out without, by osmosis, and believe that is natural in ourselves and we are an adaptable people, an adaptable, you know, being. So I really believe and I've seen that in my life. I mean, I, when I'm with Chinese people, I'm so Chinese. When I'm with my Memphis friends, oh my God, we're so Southern, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It's, yeah. and you feel like you have two different brains, almost two different hearts. And mm-hmm. could you say that, oh, you know what? You're not really being yourself. I'm like, yeah, I am. You know, it's just different. And mm-hmm. it's all about the sum of the experiences that we've had. So because I've experienced that firsthand and being able to like move like, 
just just flow into different communities. All, almost actually, you know, when you're a child, it's almost like a survival mechanism sometimes. You sort of bring that into my work. So I love exploring different people's lives in my characters' lives. If you really get down into it, there's so it's there's a galaxy of meaning behind every little thing. Every little thing. Even like our names, you know, Natasha. Why are you called Natasha? Like Jung, like, you know, where does that name come from? It brings meaning to that. And it has like, you have a whole thing. And if, it's infinite, like, play, playground to explore. I don't know if that makes, some people are going to see this like, what the fuck is he talking about? But that's, that's, no, that's no, what no. goes through my brain. No, absolutely. And I think it comes down to just the question of like, you know, identity, right? And, um, you know, where, as you, I love what you said about, you know, kind of being the sum of all these experiences and all these, you know, you know, things, all these, all these cultures and all these people that you've come across that, you know, in your life. And, um, I think that's, that's something that's really, uh, you know, huge for, for our audience of Cool Tea Collective, especially in the millennial demographic. Mm. We're just, we're known as the generation that's constantly seeking validation, constantly seeking, um, I'm obviously just spilling out stereotypes now, but, um, we're just constantly trying yeah. to get who we are. And I think, you know, that's that's yeah. part of our conversations though, right? And I don't think we'll ever really fully find out. But I think the cool thing though is that once you start to get older, you have more experiences, you're more experienced in different things. And depending on how you choose to spend your time or create your, you know, professional career, then you start to become more confident in those decisions as well as mm. who you are. And so, and I think that's something, just once again, that's really important to, to our community at Coldy Collective. But for, for yourself, I would love to know, what do, you, what do you see, you know, happening for yourself or what would you like to see happen for your career, what, you know, after, you know, Warrior comes out and, you know, with Mulan already being out as well? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a tough question because... We won't hold you to it, but know, we want to know how we can support you, of course. <laughs> I mean, honestly... I just want to do more work. I just want to work. I mean, I'm a workaholic, but still, I, I truly believe that, you know, being an Asian American, I think, you know, as an actor, the only thing you can do is just to be on more stuff. And that's how we do our best to represent. It's just so people mm-hmm. see each other more. You know, when I was growing up here in the States, I was like, uh, what I... I wish I could have seen more of our faces on the screen. Then you won't feel so much as like you're another. You're not actually that. You know, there's a lot of you guys. You're just well, not yeah. seeing it. So because mm-hmm. you see it, you somehow think that that's not true, though. So so I'm just over here trying to work. But also, not only that, is to do work that that we can be proud of. You know, and and what I mean by that is to 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 just whatever work we do whatever character i play i really just hope i just give it my all you know and 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 just keep working hard at that you know oh i can definitely see that happening for you um what do you hope warrior will be able to do in terms of storytelling and advancing asian representation on screen as well as behind the scenes i think it's you know what i i i really just hope like i want as many eyeballs on this thing as possible because i really think like to advance Asian representation, in a way, the end game for that actually is, oh, they're not, it's not an Asian show or Asian representation. It's just a show, like, that happens to have Asian people in it. Um, mm-hmm. If, if, mm-hmm. if we 
get to the end game where it's like, oh, it's, you know what? It's an Asian led show. No, it's just a show. Like, it's just a show that, like, a lot of people just happen to be Asian and that's not even a thought. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Would, be, would be a wonderful end game. And because right now, it's interesting, you know what? On our show, when we were shooting it, it never felt like we were otherized. We never felt we were, it was like an Asian show because there's, so many things going on and much of the cast actually is not asian it just so happens that oh, yeah. a lot of the main cast happens to be asian because that's what the character is and mm-hmm. it wasn't refreshing thing was it wasn't a big deal that's the refreshing thing and i know mm-hmm. that doesn't sound i don't i don't know if that would make sense and then it does sound sounds a little um maybe an unpc but nobody's ever nobody's ever been like the top white actors out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. White yeah. Not in Hollywood. Nobody says that. Why, why we got to say that about, you know, top 10 Asian actors, uh, actresses out there, top mm-hmm. 10 black actors or actresses out there. No. How about there's just this guy. That's it. And, and the way we do that is um, we, we present it like our show did. And, uh, you know, like, it's just dude. This, that's their life. They happen to be in a, gang that's in chinatown so they're all chinese and Uh that's it so that that like you know we we, we're hoping that as more people see it they're just gonna see that as a norm you know Mm -hmm. i honestly believe that the show uh, absolutely does capture that and does does achieve that and and you know kind of to your point around like oh is this pc like is this like is this going to be an unpopular opinion but i mean a lot of the the, a lot of the actors that we interview and and chat with you know they've expressed the same sentiment as you like why does it have to be an asian story why does it have why do we have to be tokenized why can't we just be an actor doing their job why can't we just be a person bringing a character to life at the end of the day i think that warrior is really like just an American story, you know? It's, you know, this is what happened in America, you know, whether or not it's it's close, like super accurate or close to the truth um, or not, you take it as it is. And it's really meant to be an outlet, but also to learn a little bit more about yourself, I think just as an individual, no matter what your background is. But at the same time, because I think of the lack of Asian representation, Asian, Asian specific stories being told, you know, there are some folks um, within our community, the Asian community, and I say that not trying to address Asians as a monolith, but, you know, there is that also that desire to have very culturally or ethically specific stories told as well. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I think it depends on, like, having that balance. But I think it's not like we can choose, like, oh, we only want this type of story or only want that type of story. All like the, the whole multitude of stories can exist. All these narratives ex- exist and they can because we need that. And we're not just one thing. We're not just another thing. And so I, that's why, honestly, I'm just really excited for people to, to watch you, to watch the show. show. You know, it's not just about yeah. events. It's about like, you know, we, we're in the entertainment industry, you know. So, oh, yeah. Like, it's an entertaining show. It's fun. It's a fun show. So They're Highly entertaining. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so our podcast is called Pearls of Wisdom. So I'd like to ask you, do you have any pearls of wisdom when it comes to like your life or acting or, or anything like that you'd like to share with our audience? No, I don't know if anybody should listen to my wisdom. It's like <laughs> wisdom, you know? All I can say is I guess... I wish I could go back in time and tell this to myself 10 years ago when I first got into this thing. You are enough. I know that sounds so 
cliche by now and new agey, but they really are enough. You know, um, who, who you were, like all your backgrounds, all the things that you are, there's nobody else quite like it. And um, you really should be proud of that. And that includes our culture. That includes our culture. You know, there was once a time, once upon a time where I would have given anything to not be a part of this culture because you just feel so different sometimes, you know, or, or you know, whatnot. But man, you know, looking back, I'm like, ah, everything that we had gone through makes us who we are. And, and it, it is a wonderful thing. And when you can really own that, that's that I would call that like true, true confidence and trust in yourself. I love it. That's a, that's a wonderful pearl of wisdom. Thank you so much for that, Chen. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? No, man, go watch our show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, you know, I, 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 one thing that I would like to, well, how about this? One of the things that I've been like talking a lot about to a lot of the other interviews that I've done about Warrior is um, I made such wonderful relationships with the stunt. The stunt. Mm. Oh, like yeah. this not existent without their power and their expertise and their like oh. incredible hard work have cannot speak higher about the stunties like one thing that i'm always like championing since i've been on it is what hell aren't stunt performers given any oscar or awards i know they have an emmy but still like i don't mm-hmm. i don't like it i don't respect it the fact that they're not seen as as the expert performers that they are and uh i would actually really like to use this time to just like you know you know do shout outs for brett chan our our incredible stunt coordinator and his entire canadian isn't he he's canadian yeah brett's amazing he gave so much (laughs) of their these people literally give flesh blood sweat and tears into something Mm-hmm. And, and it's a crime that that something like the Academy Awards are not giving them their due. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd really, I don't know. There's some way we can like make some kind of action to to help that, you know. To, to but yeah. I, I, I was like, ever you guys made us look good. You guys actually, mm-hmm. we could not do this something like this without you guys. And, It'd be a completely uh, different show. Oh my God! So so. I, I'm I'm want to raise that flag high, and I, and I mm. mean that very very much because they were like my family on this. Shout out to all the stunt actors, all the stunt performers. Um, it's yeah, you're you're absolutely right, uh, and you know it's great that you you want to use your platform to you know give love to that because honestly, without that, like think of how lame, uh, not just, you know, like any, any show would look without stunt performers, right? Yeah. So um, it would just not seem real at all. And uh, yeah, the, the stunts, the, the action in the show is just so, I had to cover my eyes at some points, but um, it's, it's incredible. And so I, you know, the, I mean, even like the, the stunts uh, and, and the, the fighting scenes that you do as well are just like top notch. And so um, that's, that's also a really fun part of the show. That's like a huge part of what makes it entertaining for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I hope like sooner rather than later, I, 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 there's got to be some way we can make actual doable action to, to, to bring mm. that to somehow like have them be recognized uh, specifically by the Academy of Motion Pictures. Arts, mm-hmm. science, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, that's definitely something we should definitely uh, follow up on. And um, I, I feel like a lot of folks would uh, would definitely, um, you know, support you with that. And yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, so much, so much work goes into that should definitely be recognized. I'm with, definitely with you on that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you again so much for your time, Chen. Um, so once again, be sure to check out the second season of Warrior on Cinemax starting October 2nd. You can also cast Chen in Daisy's Mulan, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. For the Pros of Wisdom podcast on Cold Z Collective, I'm Natasha Jung. Thank you.